Ladies and gentlemen, I I went to a party uh, last um, Saturday night. Didn't get laid. Got in a fight. Uh huh. But it ain't no big thing. Welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode three hundred ninety-six. And uh, it ain't no big thing. Uh, I just I sat down to do the thing, and that song popped into my head. That's why it happened. Uh, it's just how it goes. Hope you don't mind. Uh, welcome to the show. This week we've got uh, we got some games to talk about. We've got some new Chrono Cross. We just made it into um, disc two over there. We've got some more Tactics Ogre. Let us cling together. Happening on YouTube. We have got uh, reviews of Earthbound Zero slash Beginnings slash Mother, and um, we're going to look at a, a, you know, a game that probably didn't need to exist. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think it would, you know, it it did nothing. It did nothing to improve uh, any anything, except uh, Squaresoft's bottom line, I guess. Which you know, that's why you're you're a corporation. Uh, but we're going to look at Ergez. God bless the ring. And God bless you too, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone. I think that happened in Ergez. It was either that or Christmas. most brutal tournament has at its trophy the legendary weapon Ergiz. Ergiz, whatever. 
Now fighters from around the world assemble to claim this prize and its mysterious power. Arcade fighting action with over 10 playable characters and a cast of hidden characters and favorites from Final Fantasy VII. Like, um, the, 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 what's his name from, uh, the desert prison, green suit, he's there. Complete 360 degree range of motion, battle hand to hand with weapons or with devastating combos and special moves, which is not hand to hand. Multiple level, fully interactive arenas. You can stand on boxes, challenging mini games. I don't remember that. Complete in tests of speed, skill and dexterity in any of four unique mini games. Full featured RPG adventure. Descend into ever changing random dungeon layouts in search of treasure, even stronger weapons and answers. And the answer that you're going to seek, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be to the question, why did I bother to play this game? Uh, and the answer, what you will find, is, uh, you know, you really didn't need to. Um, this is Ergez, a arcade fighting RPG action platformer adventure, dungeon crawler, 9,000 other things. For the PlayStation 1, developed by Dream Factory and published by Namco. Um, I streamed this, I think we did it in two parts. Uh, we didn't do much of the, the Street Fighter Tekken-esque fighting portion of the game because that's boring. Uh, we did do the um, very long, randomly generated dungeon thing though, which uh, I played as a kid and finished as a kid, and I was pissed off when I got to the end of that thing because it was really bad. It was really terrible. I hated it. I hated everything about it. And I hope you'll join me for uh, for some videos from this stream. Uh, you can see why it's it's not at all worth the three and a half star rating that GameFAQs gave me.
All right, now that we got that air gas crap out of the way, let's go over and look at a good game. Earthbound Beginnings Reviews. Let's see. Regular contributors, who do we got? We might have read a Buru Buru one, but you did a full review, so even if we did, we're not doing it now. Officers, um, let's do let's do his last. Um, let's do this one and this one, and we'll do them in a reverse order here. Starting off with Jimmy M. Impson, Jimmy Mimpson. It's like Simpson, but it starts with an M. Uh, 2013. Jimmy says, guaranteed masterpiece. No crying till the end. Howdy, y'all. It's Jimmy Mimpson. Oh, thanks for letting me know how to say your name, Jimmy. This little beauty is truly spectacular, especially for the NES. The first of Shigesato Itoi's masterful trilogy, the predecessor to the beloved classic and my, all, and my favorite game of all time, excuse me, Mother 2, or Earthbound as we know it in the States. Mother is, like its sequel, heartwarming, hilarious, sad, mysterious, and even terrifying. Now, without further ado, because I love when there's a do, and then we just no, need no further of that in written things. Story 8 out of 10. The plot in Mother is pretty sparse. You get only small hints as to the characters' motives and personalities, and most of the big plot events have already happened. However, what is there is excellent. The world and its characters are quirky and charming, especially Lloyd and his battle to become strong. The backstory, although alluded to indirectly and only at the very beginning and end of the game, is truly both epic and tragic and sets up the events of Earthbound. I feel I should note that Mother is named after the John Legend song of the same name. Itoi is a Beatles fan. The song consists of John screaming and pleading for his parents not to leave him, and going in, I wondered why such a depressing and harrowing song would be the namesake for this game. However, throughout the game, and its sequel to a lesser extent, there is a recurring theme of parental abandonment, abuse, parents dying or going missing, etc. I won't give examples so as to not spoil anything, but it's there. Gameplay, 7 out of 10. The gameplay is very standard fare. It's essentially Dragon Quest 2 with a better balance between characters and more spells. Oh god. No, it's not that bad. If you like Dragon Quest, you'll be right at home, but if you aren't accustomed to 8-bit JRPGs, you'll find this very archaic. Exploring is fun, though the random encounters can get on your nerves, and your goal is very simple. To get the 8 melodies, go tell the NPC who asked you for them, then fight the final boss. Of course, there's more to it than that, as you need to overcome many obstacles to get the melodies. It's a good 30 to 40 hours of gameplay, and if you can handle the old school difficulty and grind factor, it's very rewarding. However, I had to take off points because of the issues with enemy imbalance that plague the game, particularly toward the end. There are enemies that can attack before anyone has a chance to even run and one-shot a character, and only one character ever learns a revival spell, and there are no revival items. So if it decides to kill your reviver, you're screwed and have to start the final dungeon over from the save point. It's by no means the hardest RPG ever, but at points it can be brutal. 
Music 10 out of 10. The game sports some of, one of the finest, excuse me, chiptune soundtracks ever made. The beautiful title music, which you heard last time. The cheerful and catchy overworld themes, which you heard one of last time. The rockin' themes for the airplane and tank, which you did not hear. The mystic and solemn music in Magic End, which you did not hear. The creepy dungeon themes, which you did not hear. Three separate battle themes depending on how threatening the enemy is, which you didn't hear. The glorious simplicity of the eight melodies, which you did hear. And perhaps best of all, the truly terrifying, majestic, and oppressive theme of the final dungeon, which you did not hear. The music in this game truly elevates the narrative and emotional power of it and is all incredibly memorable. Graphics 9 out of 10. Though primitive, the graphics in this game work with the music to set the mood. The towns are bustling with people, the graveyard is creepy and very dead, Magicant is very surreal and magical, the desert is barren, the people are varied and charming, the enemies range from silly to very threatening. It's all really solid and pleasing to the eye. Replay value moderate. Basically, there's no new game plus, not much in the way of secrets, no post-game content. However, it's just so good that you'll probably want to replay it at some point, like rereading a favorite novel. Difficulty, moderate to ball-busting. Oh, it's not particularly hard most of the time, but sometimes it gets crazy, most notably at the infamous final dungeon. Still, if you're used to old school JRPGs, you'll be able to beat this with a little persistence. Overall, 8 out of 5 out of 10. The game is a work of art, especially for its time. It's not nearly the perfection and depth of its sequel, but it is a truly great game. A unique, memorable experience. Jimmy approves. Which Jimmy did indeed say, and gave it a 9. Because I guess I rounded up. Uh, that's a pretty good review, Jimmy. We might look for you in the future. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number two. Review the second. Billy Black says, a welcome change from regular RPGs, and he said that in 2006. Much like, uh, excuse me, that's not, not anywhere near the words that were written there. Mother is the prequel to the cult classic Earthbound for the SNES. Earthbound is known for being very different and very quirky. Luckily, much of that quirkiness is present in this title as well. Let's get to the ratings. Oh yes, please. Graphics, 6 out of 10. The graphics aren't that great. However, for the time that it was made, it's not that bad. The different towns have relatively unique looks to them and the enemy designs are actually pretty good. Outdoors, the graphics don't look all that different from Earthbound for the SNES, except with less detail and color. The main problem I have with the graphics in this game is how plain it looks when you're indoors. In fact, since the game starts indoors, it made me think that the game was going to look absolutely horrible. Fortunately, that's not entirely the case. Sound 9 out of 10. I absolutely loved the music in this game. Many of the songs in this game were also used in Earthbound, so maybe it's just nostalgia. But either way, they did very well considering the audio available for the Nintendo. The sound effects in battle were unique when it comes to magic, but not so much when it comes to physical attacks, which is the only reason I didn't give it a 10 for sound. Gameplay, 7 out of 10. The battles are a little slow and maybe a little confusing at first, but I've never played an NES RPG that wasn't the case. The controls are easy to handle and you can even walk diagonal, which is very rare in other NES RPGs. 
The game itself is relatively difficult, unlike its SNES counterpart. It takes a long time to level up and the enemies at the end of the game are very difficult. Some view that as a drawback, but a challenge is never a bad thing. Also, there are parts of the game that are very open-ended. At first, many of the roads are closed, but once you get to the train station, you can choose where you go. You can also go back to older towns whenever you want. Storyline 8 out of 10. The game starts with a brief story that seems relatively unimportant and will remain that way for quite some time. Then, you wake up in your bed, try to leave your room, and are attacked by your lamp. When the first battle in the game is with an inanimate object, you know it's going to be great. After that, you set off on a journey to find different melodies that will eventually come together and form a song. You also have to learn more about your psychic powers and why you have them. You get help along the way from an unusual group of people, which is one of the things I really like about this game. The heroes are very ordinary and not heroic at all. They use baseball bats and slingshots to attack their enemies, and use coins and pendants to defend enemy attacks. The story itself does get better towards the end of the game, and you get to learn a little more about the mysterious child. Overall, the story in the game plays out very well. Replay value 6 out of 10. The replayability of this game isn't that great. I found this game to be very enjoyable, with lots of challenges waiting for you. It's definitely a game that I will be playing again, but it's not one that will keep me coming back years down the line. Overall, 7 out of 10. It's a very entertaining and very different game. Not everyone will appreciate the quirkiness of this game, and it may not be for those who like RPGs about knights and kings. However, it can be a refreshing change regardless of what type of game you like. I highly recommend it to fans of Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. While it may not be on quite the same level, it is good for all the same reasons that Earthbound is. And uh, Billy Black here gave it a 7. That's two pretty good reviews. I'm, I'm a little nervous about the last one. But it is Officil. So who knows which way this can go. Officil 2011, please give, says, as fun as your mother. And he begins. Mother is a RPG developed by Ape Studios slash Nintendo. Mother is a Japanese-only game that made it ashore through a translated ROM for emulation, comma, parenthesis, as Earthbound Zero, parenthesis, period. It is considered one of the best NES RPGs of all time, comma, parenthesis, its SNES sequel is considered to be even better, parenthesis, comma, and to say the truth, I've never really understood why. I mean, hell yeah, it's original in many ways, but a good game? That one sentence. And believe me, folks, I've tried. I've really, really tried to see what's good in this game. Story 7 out of 10, presentation 2. Mother has both an original and a simple plot. It's original because it doesn't take place in a might and magic kind of world, but in an 80s, 90s rural American town, and because it's very wacky with the player having to deal with weird enemies like hippies, inanimate objects, funny dialogues, and many more. At its core, though, it's a very simple. Uh, excuse me, it's very simple. Just team up with the chosen ones and kill the evil dude kind of game. After a small intro about things that happened in the past, you see a small kid that awakes in his house that now trembles from mysterious power. You soon have to confront the lamp of your room, realizing that something is wrong here. After a few more fights, comma parenthesis, and after the house stays put parenthesis, comma, you set off on a journey to dot dot dot. Well, that's the problem here. Dot dot dot. There isn't any real explanation here. 
you just go out and start fighting random encounters, strengthening your character and so on. And as for the NPCs you'll meet, yeah, they're wacky alright, but they don't really offer anything to the game. 99% of the time they don't say anything really helpful. The problem is that Mother's plot, despite being simple, is relatively good, but that gets obvious in the last few hours of the game since the first 30 to 40 are all about fighting enemies and collecting some songs. I don't, I don't understand that last part. Gameplay 1, replay value negative 5. People say that the game is revolutionary when it's nothing more than another typical and unoriginal NES RPG. You know, you go around and talk to people, roam out in the overworld and crawl in a dungeon and fight, 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 and fight. The only thing that is different is the way the game looks. Instead of orcs and goblins, we have hippies and farm boys. Instead of swords and bows, we have baseball bats and boomerangs. Instead of magic, we have Psy, comma, parenthesis, different name, same thing, parenthesis, comma. Instead of health potions and elixirs, we have hamburgers and orange juice and so on. But at its core, the game is just another boring RPG. The thing that completely breaks it is the fact that you must fight a lot. There are parts in the game where the only way to survive is by grinding for a lot of time in order to level up, and not only are battles extremely boring, but they also happen way, way too often, sometimes even after two steps. Next, the dungeons. Gargantuan labyrinths full of worthless items. Items that fill your very, very limited inventory space too soon, forcing you to either use the, drop them, or go back to town and store slash sell them, which in most occasions is out of the question. So what exactly is what make people love this game so much? Dot dot dot, it's different look, question mark? Graphics and design 6.4, sound and music 5.5. I kinda like the graphics of Earthbound despite being very, very, very simple. Most areas like planes or interior areas have zero texture. Instead they have 100% solid colors. For example, grass is just a green area without any colors. However, what it lacks in detail it gains through its unique look and design. Some areas really look otherworldly and are a nice break from the stereotypical excuse me, Final Fantasy fantasy setting. The enemies you'll fight range from weird ones like hippies, that's the third time you said that, ladies with bags, aliens, pseudo-zombies, parenthesis, question mark, parenthesis, comma, and stuff like that to simple critters like bats, snakes, dogs that can get quite boring to look at. Audio-wise, I'm not so impressed like most people are. In fact, I'm quite disappointed since the game pl game's plot excuse me, revolves around music too much and the available music is below average at best. Pros, simple but good looking. Cons, the plot takes a backseat for the first two thirds of the game. The game is just another boring old school RPG. Too much grinding needed. Very high random encounter rate, boring battles. Average overall design and themes. Also play Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo and Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo. But not Earthbound, which seems real odd. Overall, 2.8 out of 10. Mother is as cool and fun as your mother is, unless your mother is Laura Croft, that is. Rating 3. Well, I'm going to tell you, the only person who gave the game a rating below a 5, no, below a 6, was Officer, and he gave it a 3. Uh, we've got, in the detailed reviews, three tens and an 8. In the full review, we got a 10, a couple of 9s, an 8, and some 6s. Quick reviews 10 10 6, 10 10 7, 10 7 8, 3, 8 9, 8 9, 9.
Now, I'm not going to tell you that Earthbound Zero slash Beginning slash Mother is a flawless game. It's not. It's got some problems. It does. For, for being as revolutionary as it is, and it was, it still is kind of archaic at the same time. It does a lot of neat things, but it feels old. I guess is the best way to put that. Um, it's kind of like... It's almost almost feels like a uh, like a ROM hack. Like somebody took a, a pre-existing game, hacked it, patched it, changed the story, changed some of the graphics, and released it. Sometimes that's really good. We have games like Final Fantasy VI: Eternal Crystals. It's a really good ROM hack. Um, we've got fan games like Mega Man Unlimited, really darn good. And then we've got some interesting ROM hacks like. Uh, Adventures of Base 2, which I have played, which is a ROM hack of Mega Man 2, which swapped out Dr. Wily for Dr. Light and Mega Man for Base. Uh, gameplay didn't change. Some of the level layout changed a little bit, but it didn't it didn't alter a lot. I feel like Earthbound Zero is kinda like that. There's a pre-existing game, we just reskinned it, changed some stuff, and then we put out our own game. Now that's not a bad thing. But that is, I think, one of the the downsides of the game, because it does feel like it could have done more. It probably should have done more. But I also came to this game after Earthbound, like a lot of people did. So I have I have a bar that Earthbound set that Earthbound Zero can't reach. And I try and be fair to it, knowing that it you know, it's it's some time ago. It's not going to fit the same, feel the same, etc. Et I say this is a very good game. And it does set up a lot of what happens in Earthbound very, very well. So, I would say... Let's talk about this. I'm going to give the story an 8. I do wish it was fleshed out a little bit more in the middle. But I understand why it's not. Because you don't know why... You're doing what you're doing. I mean, you know why you're going to find these melodies, but there's no, like, little snippets to, to kind of coax you along to find the next one. It's a, it's just, we gotta help this person. We need we need to do the thing. That's that's really the, the way it goes. Uh, you get a little bit at the beginning. You get a whole lot at the end. You get very, very little, if anything, in the middle. I feel like story pacing could have been better. Give me other things to get interested while I'm working on the big overarching plot. Earthbound did that better. But I'm going to give the story an 8. Graphics, I will give a 6. I don't think they're very good. Other games that, that existed at this time looked better. Uh, I will give it some points for uniqueness. But uniqueness alone does not for a... Uh, not for art, good art to make. Uh, music, I will give music an 8, because I really like the music in this game. You guys heard what I think are some of the better tracks. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, and I think it's it's very, very well done. Very mood-appropriate music, for the most part. Uh, gameplay. I'm going to have to give it a 6 for gameplay as well. 
because what a lot of people said is correct. The, the encounter rate is ridiculous. The grinding is ridiculous. And by the time you get to that last area of the game, like everybody else said, it's, it's hard, man. It's damned hard. Even if you, like, found a way to grind forever to max out your levels, that last area is still going to be damned hard. But it's a good game. Uh, it's got its flaws, but it's a good game. It's an enjoyable game. And if you like um, RPGs, if you like uh, old-school NES RPGs, if you liked Earthbound, if you liked, uh, you know, if you just want something a little different, man, absolutely check this game out. I would, I would recommend 100%. Just, uh, just don't go in with your rose-colored glasses. Okie dokie. Let's get us some news. What is this? Why are you flashing? That's worth those ones. Anyway, um, news. Yes, that's what we were doing. How was your summer vacation, ladies and gentlemen? Well, I'll bet it was better than this couple's in our lead story. Alan Stevens, 50, of Hull, England, booked a surprise 17-day trip for his wife's birthday to the Dominican Republic for late June. When they arrived, however, it was clear that the resort's five-star rating was a mistake. Hull Live reported that while at the resort, Stevens and his wife observed a variety of alarming behaviors. Quote, When we went out to the pool for the first time, we saw guests uh, smoking weed in the pool, people having sex in the pool, 
one woman being sick all over herself in the pool, another guest actually defecated in the pool. It was disgusting in the pool, Stephen said. I may have added that last pool thing. We were approached by people offering us drugs about 10 times in the 17 days we're there. A woman fell from a balcony while we were there, and we walked past and saw her body hidden under a sheet. We had no idea what was going on, he continued. When we were out one day, I saw a man knock clean off his motorbike. I just burst out crying because on top of everything else that had happened, it was such a shock. The travel company Stevens worked with offered 200 pounds in vouchers and counseling credits, which Stevens called a joke. This was 100% the worst holiday we've ever been on. That was reported by Hull Live, which uh, Stephen Alan Stevens is from Hull, England. No. Story of aristocrats, Maryland's Kimberly Kimmy Cola Winter has erupted, erupted her way into history with a Guinness World Record. United Press International reported on August 12th, Winter broke the previous record for loudest burp in the female category with a 107.3 decibel growler. That's louder than a blender, an electric handheld trill, and even some motorcycles. Uh, erected, emit stomach gas noisily through the mouth or belch. Uh, she prepared for the event with breakfast, coffee, and beer. Kimmy, give me a call. Uh, Winter said to achieve the big belt, she takes a deep breath and tries to, quote, manipulate that into something monstrous and magical. She admitted she loves to shock strangers with her ropes. I love to be loud and proud, she said in a quote. Suspicions confirmed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, is this the bear? This is the bear. I heard about the bear. Did you guys hear about the bear? You're going to hear about the bear. This is exciting. The Hangzhou Zoo in eastern China has gotten a big bump in visitor numbers this week. 30% more, up to 20,000 a day, since Angela, the Malayan sun bear, went viral. Reuters reported that Angela captured social media attention when she stood up on her hind legs and stretched her neck out to look at visitors. In fact, her behavior was so human-like that people thought maybe the zoo had dressed a worker up in a bear suit. After we saw the video on the internet, we specially took the high-speed train from Suzhou to come over see the bear. To come over to see the bear, excuse me. Hong Ming said, If this is fake, it deserves an Oscar for special effects, said one commenter. But no, Angela is, quote, Definitely not a human. Our zoo is government-run, so that kind of situation would not happen, the zoo responded. I saw the video. It does kind of look like somebody in a bear suit. If, if not, um, what's the bear's name? Angela. Angela's got a really saggy behind. Like, her, her bear posterior has many wrinkles. And not like, I need to iron my shirt, like, large wrinkles. Um, here's, here's something that this doesn't add to the story, but, uh, I believe it was the same zoo that some years ago was also accused of having, a, like, a fake panda? I think it was this zoo. It, that's, a, that's another story for another day. But there, there is, um, there's some history of people dressed up as bears in, in Chinese zoos. 
it's it's really weird. Go look for the video. Look for fake bear China. You'll find it. Unconventional weapon, ladies and gentlemen. Jennifer Colandrea, 42, of St. Petersburg, Florida, was charged with domestic battery after an incident on July 31st, the smoking gun reported. As her ex-husband, Brian Drummond, 42, slept in the home they share, Colandrea allegedly violently ripped his CPAC machine off his face, causing a cut on his lower lip and started arguing with him. The two divorced in 2009, but have been sharing a home. Colandrea was released on her own recognizance and ordered to stay away from Drummond. It's probably going to be hard to do since they've been living together for 14 years. After the divorce, guys, find a better way. Molehill Meat Mountain. Cedar Point Shores Water Park in Sandusky, Ohio, was the scene of what might have been a routine dust-up between patrons on July 27th, but as the smoking gun reported, it developed into much more. Cops responded after a woman allegedly called a child a, quote, brat and, quote, fat ass and pushed him off a floating toy. She identified herself as Jennifer Lee Miller, 67, and said she was, quote, a Christian woman, a grandmother, and she wouldn't do such a thing, police said. After officers gave her a warning and left the scene, they determined that the woman had given them a false name, and she is really Janet Nail of Taylor, Michigan, and she was arrested for obstruction. Quote, she lied about all her information and had no reason for doing so, one officer said. Yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. It's probably fair. You probably didn't have to. Yeah, I called him a brat. He was being a brat. Fine, I'll leave him alone. That that ends that encounter. Story of, wait, what? Bob Blankenship, oh, I wonder if he's related to Kenny, of Ormond Beach, Florida. Oh, good old Florida. Wants some answers after a May incident where he discovered airplane parts, including a windshield in his yard. And he bumped the microphone, even News 6 reported. Blankenship lives near the Ormond Beach Airport and is used to the noise, but pieces of fiberglass and metal falling from the sky concerned him. Yeah, you'd think it would. It could fall on anybody out here. He said, just think if it fell from 300 feet, what's the impact going to be? Probably cut you in two. Blankenship determined which plane had been flying over and contacted the airport, leaving his contact information. Later, he got a message from the pilot. Quote, Hey, this is Douglas, and I'm over in Delland, and I lost a piece of my airplane yesterday. I was wondering if I can connect with you and come get it. No, said Blankenship. He reported the incident to the FAA, which claimed that, quote, the falling aircraft part situation is being taken seriously by our organization. But he is unsatisfied with their slow response. The next time, it could be somebody's life, he said. He's probably not wrong. But also, you're Florida, man. Come now. There is a zip line. I saw a video of this. There is a zip line in Florida that goes over an alligator pond. There is a meeting, and nobody in that meeting said, you know, now that I'm thinking about I'm visualizing this, I'm thinking maybe this is not such a great idea. That meeting did not happen. Because it's going to be one time. One time. There's going to be one time where, like, you know, Florida man dies today after ziplining into mouth of waiting alligator. It's going to happen. You watch. Our next story is rude. 
British Columbia real estate agent Mike Rose is out on his ear in Kamloops after he was caught on video swigging milk straight from the bottle at a home he was showing. Canoe reported on July 20th that Rose was waiting for his clients to arrive for a showing. After slacking his thirst, he returned the milk jug to the refrigerator. Rose apologized, saying his behavior was out of character and he was, quote, unusually dehydrated. But his clients replaced him and he was ordered to pay a $22,500 fine. Buy your own damn milk for that price, buddy. Unusually dehydrated. Sporting news. During a friendly soccer match on July 21st between Gateshead and Dunstan in England, players and spectators were astonished as men wearing balaclavas drove a hearse onto the pitch, the Independent reported. Just before 8.20pm, the funeral car and a Subaru made their way onto the field, where they spun around in circles as their occupants threw leaflets from the cars. Uh, the drivers of the hearse left that vehicle on the pitch and hopped in the other car, which drove away. Officials were forced to call off the match. Northumbria police said four men had been arrested and remained in police custody. Disorder will not be tolerated in the community, police said. Enquiries continue. What did the, what did the leaflets say? Hold on. Soccer match. Uh, hearse. I want to know what the leaflet said. There's a video of it. Um, it's cancelled. Store score one one. We are deeply saddened at the events that took place last night. Dunstan UTC said in a statement. What did the leaflet say, man? Can't leave that unanswered. BBC. You'll tell me, right? You've never let me down, BBC. Uh, Barge through the gate, broke through the railings. Posters were thrown out the car's window in an apparent protest before two people in ski masks. Posters include a number of personal allegations about two individuals. Oh, oh, oh. I hope we revisit this later. Our final story, the Seattle Mariners are down a player after outfielder Jared Kelenic took on an unlikely opponent in a locker room, a water cooler. CBS News reported that Kelenic kicked the cooler after striking out against the Minnesota Twins on July 19th and suffered a broken foot as a result. Manager Scott Servias said Kelenic, quote, feels terrible. He knows he let a lot of people down. While his recovery may be long, he will not require surgery, just therapy for his fractured ego. No, see, see, news of the weird. You gotta end with the balaclava hearse story. Open with the stupid baseball story. Just, it would have been so much better, guys.
right, you crazy kids. That is the end of this week's edition of Electric Leftovers. I hope you had a, a nice enough time listening to it. You know, maybe not the best time. Maybe not the worst time. This is not a high art. You know what I mean? It is not the best of times. It is not the worst of times. It is just times. What else can you do? I mean, subscribe. That'll be all right. You can leave a review. You leave a rating. All that's cool. And if you've if you've left a review on one episode, you can leave another review on this episode and talk all about how much you regret the review you left on the previous episode, especially if it was a positive. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I said, they like my show. I said, but you have admitted that you have poor taste. I said, yes, and I like your show because it's a good show. And I said, it is only just barely listenable. And it's the eighth year. <laughs> it's, you know, it's how it goes with me sometimes. I will, I, I'm stubborn. I am a stubborn man. And I think I finally, I, th I think we're good now, right? This feels good. The way the show's going, I think it feels pretty good. Anyway, please do that subscribe and rating thing I talked about before I just went way the hell off over here to talk about something else. If you would like to find me on Twitch and YouTube, you can do so. I am Jason's Groove Machine on both. If you would like to financially support the show, you can do so by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash electric left. It's that slash electric left. That's the important part. And if you'd like to find me on the social media, uh, you can find me on post. Jason G-R-V-I-N. Just like Twitter, except it's post, and it's better. Man, is it better. I'm going to go. Thank you all for uh, hanging out. Uh, come by Monday night over on Twitch for some Chrono Cross streams. Okay? If, if you're there, say hi. I'll say hi back to you. Because I'm